Hello, and welcome back to Keep Digging for Life, your seminary on the go. I'm your host, Jason Epps. As I said in my short podcast last week, today we will be delving into the theological overtones of the movie Free Guy. So, it's on Amazon Prime. Um... Cost when I got it was ten dollars, but uh, a few uh, just to make you aware, there will be spoilers, light spoilers. I won't be going over the entire plot, but as always, you can feel free to leave me a message at Anchor or contact me uh, via email at keepthinkingforlife at gmail.com with your Bible questions or future show ideas. And without further ado, uh, let's dig in. Alright, Free Guy is a comedy. Um, the main character is the same guy in uh, Deadpool. So, he's got that same sort of uh, dry sense of comedy. It opens with this man, Free Guy, a.k.a. Blue Shirt, who works at a bank. He has this overtone of talking about people with sunglasses um, being heroes and we kind of wonder, okay, is this reality? Why is this so common? Why are they so chill about the bank being robbed? And um, Blue Shirt, free guy, um, actually works at bank. We discover that this is part of a large, multiple world uh, named Free City which is basically a, um, Grand Theft Auto style, um, game where you can do whatever you want, rob, steal, those sort of things. (laughs) Um, we discover that he longs for a girl and this, he runs across her and in the process of meeting this girl, he begins to actually um, become alive. We find out that this girl is um, looking for evidence against the uh, main bad guy who apparently stole uh, Antoine, who apparently stole her main idea for the engine of the game. And so the whole main quest is to find a clip and proof ultimately it uh, ends with um, all the NPCs uh, choosing to um, take on their lives for themselves and our main heroine our hero um gets there just in the nick of time. We also see the um, 
the woman who is the main heroine of the story sacrifice um, any rights to preserve the world that she and her friend created. We also discover that the her partner that was involved with her created uh, Free Guy to mirror his feeling towards her. So it moves from her having a desire for the virtual to the actual real. So that, in a nutshell, is the general plot for Free Guy. Again, this is on Amazon Prime. Unfortunately, it is not free, but I would highly recommend it if you're looking for something funny and entertaining. Alright, first, as always, I'll cover the things that are, um, not biblically accurate. Because I want to end on a sort of quasi-positive uh, note. So, one of the big things is the fact that This notion that the world will be good if we just all get along and work together. And if, uh, and it, this is a very common thought, this is just uh, thinking that if the world would just be better, we would all follow suit. Uh, this is a common thought, but it is nevertheless a fallacy. Because the Bible teaches us that not only are we all sinners and all imperfect, the cause of our sin is Adam's disobedience. Meaning, it's not affected in our reality. It's given to us. Now, it's unclear as to how we actually technically inherit the sin nature, whether it's passed down genetically or it's just given to us because Adam was the representative uh, federal head. But regardless, we are all, uh, we all have a sinful nature. Therefore, left to our own devices, we are completely evil, unregenerate, incapable of any good. Now, you may ask, Jason, how can, if you're saying, how, how are we incapable of doing any good because I, you know, I've seen good people, quote unquote, people doing good deeds, even non-Christians. In fact, more often than Christians. And I will concede to the point on this ground. Notice that I said, left to ourself, we are incapable of doing anything good. Every human being is gifted by God with what is known as provenient grace, 
Provenient grace is grace given by God that prevents our depravity from being as extreme as it is. It, provenient grace, I hold, although some don't, that uh, it also allows us to come to the place where we can freely accept or reject Christ. Without provenient grace, we wouldn't be able to freely accept Him. God has to act first. And without provenient grace, this entire world would explode in a, in a matter of chaos. This is why when the rapture occurs and the influence of the Spirit is mainly gone, the world will um, go to Sheol in a handbasket really quick. If you didn't pick up on that, Sheol is the Hebrew word for... Mm, yeah, I don't even want to say that. Um, English convention, I guess. So, that is a, a general principle that is communicated of uh, we can do whatever we want and just build a utopia. And that's kind of how it ends with free life. It's all a utopia. Everyone gets along. But that will not exist until uh, Christ comes back. Additionally, this concept, there's a concept in the movie that we can just be whatever we want to be. And while that sounds nice, we all know practically that isn't true. We all have limiting factors. We all have things that preventing, prevent us from doing things we want. For example, could a person who is four feet um, compete in professional basketball with people that are six feet? Mm, probably not. Um, can Oh, and here's a good one. A parents often tell their children, you know, you will be or you could be present. Not everyone, you know, their parents is to be present. The best thing for us to do in that regard is to really do a lot of soul-searching. To take a personal inventory of one, what our giftings, talents, abilities are being realistic. I, for example, would love to wrestle and run on the football field. But I physically can't in this body. I will be able to in my glorified body, but that's... So, taking inventory of what we physically can and can't do, and also um, discovering what God has specifically gifted us with to benefit the church, our spiritual gifts. This is uh, done oftentimes through trial and error, and through the advice of other believers. And when we find the area that is our spiritual gift, we find that doing that action fulfills us. Now, it's interest, uh, crucial to know that with spiritual gifts, uh, there is 
an intention always to be benefiting the church, benefiting the body. In this way, it is different from natural skills and talents. Spiritual gifts are always used in the context of the church. That's why when Christ comes again, <laughs> everything, all the spiritual gifts will fade away because they will not be needed. We will have achieved perfection. Final thing that is kind of borderline uh, unbiblically accurate is the fact that Kissing between the NPC character Free Guy and the girl brings back his memories, basically resurrects him. This is kind of the feeling of resurrection and her essentially being a, a savior figure, but there's no death, no suffering, no taking on the penalty for him. So it's kind of a quasi, um, almost romanticized form of uh, resurrection. But resurrection is there, but it is far cry from the biblical resurrection. So I will now delve into the And then we will uh, touch on that. But until then. Keep digging. One of the key biblical undertones of Free guy is this concept of the glasses, and when um, blue shirt guy puts it on, he sees a whole nother world that's been running parallel uh, to his world, so that it's not what it seems, and that this world opens up a whole new blend of opportunities. This is kind of similar to the idea of there's a spiritual world going alongside us. Things going on and a real battle is occurring in the spiritual realm. Things that the physical can't really account for. And once we're made aware of it in God's existence, it opens up whole new realities because it is not just this physical world that we're in. We're um, aiming for the spiritual realm and spiritual reality. So while we may suffer briefly in this world, we will reap eternal rewards if we serve and submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. Another interesting aspect was the fact of uh, Blue Shirt Guy gave his friend Buddy the opportunity to take the glasses, but in order to do that, he would have to leave his life as he knew it. And Buddy wasn't willing to step out to radically change things. And that's essentially a, a, a mini picture of the reality of salvation. We're given the option to put on the glasses to step out. But in so doing, it changes the world. It changes how we act. No longer are we just cowering behind the desk, so to speak, just waiting for robbers to come, but we... 
Um, we are now in full submission to Christ. Now, where this kind of idea breaks down is it kind of creates in this mindset of, well, you're no longer a slave to the system. You're above the system. You're over it, beyond it. The whole men in black thing, which hmm, that might make for an interesting uh, podcast later. I need to make a note of that. But anyway, what where this breaks down biblically is it's not that we're taking our lives by our own horns when we become aware of the spiritual world. We're still enslaved. You know, we are, uh, to refer back to Avengers, we're made to be ruled. That's true. That's how we're designed. We will always default to that because that's how God essentially made us. But we weren't made to be ruled by sin. We were made to be ruled by God who has our best interests at heart. So it's not a dichotomy of you're a slave to the system and then when you put on the glasses convert, you can make your own destiny, be a master of your own fate. That is a very popular, very good sounding, but wrong. Uh, not biblical. Um, we're either a slave to one, which leads to death, slave to sin, or slave to righteousness, which leads to eternal life. And between those two, I would highly encourage you to be a slave of righteousness because uh, living under sin and suffering from the ultimate uh, penalty of being in the lake of fire, not fun. But this encourages us that we, this momentary trials and sufferings, the suffering I'm going through with my thighs and other issues is temporary. I'm going to get the glorified body. And and again, like I said, uh, the pseudo aspect is this idea of um, resurrection when uh, he, the girl kissed free guy. Now, because he was legitimately dead, but again, there was no putting on the pain and, and suffering like Jesus did. So, it kind of breaks down. Uh, an element that was positively there is the um, the woman, I forget her name, but she sacrificed her own uh, royalties and such to save her creations, which is sort of like a Christ thing to do. So, and ultimately, it came to but the Antoine character bite him in the butt, basically. Because instead of gaining all these royalties, he lost complete control. And new life might be a subtle allusion to the tree of life, the guard of Eden, the coming of Christ, those kind of things. That was the system that she and him created once a free city got destroyed. So there might be some overtones there, but... It's a little uh, stretched. All right, so we will next dig into what the significance of all these things and how we can uh, use that to engage in evangelism.
So now that all has been heard, what is the conclusion of the matter? Well, for one, we could see we have an innate um, sense that this world is more than it is. That's what the glasses said, and that we want to be more. We want to become more. God has sent eternity in the hearts of men, according to Ecclesiastes. So that totally is the case there. We see that we desire this paradise, that we want to pull together, that we want everything to be good and hunky-dory. Um, but unfortunately, that, that will not come by our own effort. That will ultimately come when Christ comes and establishes his millennial kingdom. So what can we do here? How can we use this um, movie, Free Guy? Well, one, we can affirm what is good. Affirm the fact that there is more to this physical life. That there is a spiritual realm with real consequences. That if we truly act like it exists, it will really impact our lives. Just like it did for Free Guy. He, he realized all that was going on. But we can also point out where the differences are. Yes, there's a resurrection. Yes, there was a creator caring for creation, but it's even more than that. The, Jesus became the part of the creation. I guess that would be similar to the woman becoming the avatar, but beyond that, Jesus took on sin, death, and died and suffered our punishment. Sin is a real punishment problem. It's not a cutesy, hunky-dory thing. So we can use that, and we can point to free life being the ultimate desire of what Christ has come, the, what happened when Christ has come. But what we would have to do is move on to choose to log in to surrender to Jesus, more or less. So... I hope this was helpful. I really enjoyed the movie. I highly recommend it. And as always, please feel free to contact me on Anchor or email me at keepdiggingforlife at gmail.com. That is keepdiggingforlife at gmail.com. And Lord willing, I will see you all soon. Until then, keep digging.